Musiala! Have we just witnessed the big moment? Dortmund crestfallen. It has all turned around again. And away again. We'll go for goal! Robert City! It is their time! Half time approach here, McGlinchey's ball in. And headed into the back of the net by Patrick Svansbeck, the veteran. Gives the Mariners the lead in the grand final with his first of the season. What a time to score it. Yes, hello again and welcome along to our final show of the season here on the Global Game. Plenty to come over the next two hours as we build up to the grand final. The big question, who will prevail, Melbourne City or the Central Coast Mariners? Alex Brosk will give us his opinions on the key matchups and who will lift the trophy. Melbourne City striker Matt Leckie joins us to give us the view from the City camp ahead of their trip to Sydney. Sydney Morning Herald reporter Vince Regari is with us after he broke the story that the A-League may be considering promotion and relegation. Spencer Pryor on the final day of the English Premier League, which brought joy for Everton, but misery for Leeds and Leicester. Alicia Carnavas on the women's game as Sam Kerr lifts yet another trophy and sets her sights on the FIFA Women's World Cup. And Paul Williams in Football Asia as Japan crash out of the FIFA Under-20 World Cup. But Uzbekistan go through. It's all to come between now and 11 o'clock right here on The Global Game. Yes, our final show of the season. Thank you for being with us over the last eight months. It's been an awful lot of fun. And uh, particularly to sit alongside these two esteemed gentlemen, Alex Brosk and Alex Moltenoff. It's almost a bit of a sad occasion, isn't it, at the end of the season? It always is, yes, because we go into weeks of... Um, Nothing. Finding something to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But we got the World Cup coming up, the Women's World Cup, which will be terrific. Uh, Mulchy, what are you up to in the offseason? You won't be resting because you're doing the MPL. Well, I've got MPL duties on weekends, which will be good fun. I'm actually calling the seventh round of the Australia Cup preliminaries this week. Oh, so I've got what's Sydney, your game this week? Sydney United 58 versus Northwest Sydney Spirit, which is a replay of the Waratah Cup final in New South Wales last year. Right. Of course, both teams qualified for the round of 32 as well. So it's been good fun. And Simon, can I just pay you a compliment? Because I'll let some people behind a curtain here. You heard Simon with the slightest of stumbles there <laughs> on the intro. And people often ask, is that intro pre-recorded? Do you get that all done? Simon has done every one of those since we've started this show live. And I cannot remember him stumbling, stuttering, no. whatever Does at happen. all. That's the biggest error we've had in three years <laughs> of doing the show. So credit to you, Shiva. Thank I you, just sir. want people to know That's how good you are. You. That's very kind of you. Uh, Broski, you're going to be at this big grand final party on Friday night. You're playing in playing. a Legends game. Yeah, I've had to borrow some boots, which I've uh, been told I'm actually not going to wear, so I need to find some good um, rubber shoes to or rubber-soled shoes to wear for this one. But 
Should right. be all right. Hammy's, couple... Hammy's going to be sore on Saturday. It's the calves now that yeah. go. I, I, five minutes into any exercise, my calves blow out. Old man's injury. Yeah, but there's a few old men in this game. Yes. So A-League <laughs> legends against the NSL legends. Yeah, yeah. Just reel off one or two of those names again. Uh, well, yeah, it was so there, Pablo so Cardozo. Cardozo, Jason Chalina is playing. Luke Wilkshire is playing. Luke Wilkshire is the coach. Right. Um, David Zrilich, Clint Bolton. David Clarkson and Fausto Diamichis. Wow, that's uh, they're the Former NSL South Melbourne fullback. Wow, yeah. And then um, in our squad, in the A League, in the A League side, we've got Michael Theo in goals, Matty Mackay, Cassio, uh, Joel, and Adam Griffiths, Robbie Cornthwaite, Brendan Santalab, and uh, Ante Kovic is the coach. Wow. It's a good fun. size. Yeah, not kidding. Yeah, should be a fun event yeah. on Friday nights ahead of the big game at Combank Stadium in Sydney. As ever, we've got a prize giveaway tonight, a Global Game T-shirt from Striptease for our best caller stroke texter stroke tweeter. So give us a call, 1300 011170. Send us a text 0457 736 736. Or you can tweet us at Global Game SEN. We'll read through some of the texts and tweets as we go along tonight. But let's kick things off as we always do with Starter for Five. Here we go then. Question one, Broski. Melbourne City will win the toilet seats or the Mariners will be just too hard to beat? Um, look, uh, Straight off last, the top. Last week <laughs> I, I did sit on the fence somewhat. So, look, I, I'm going uh, – it is hard to pick. Look, I, I love what the Mariners have done this year, their style of football. It's been great to watch. Um, you know, I feel like the, the quality that they have on the counterattack um, as well – the fact that it will be here in Sydney suits the Mariners. Um, but look, it gives them every chance of winning. But I do think the experience um, in these big games uh, that the City team has is what will get them home. Okay. Multi, do you concur with that? Yeah. I, I just think the depth that City have, if that game is level with half an hour to go, they've just got so much yeah. firepower to, to bring on. And Rado will let them play, mm. which I think maybe held them back a bit last year mm. in that final against Western United. They were happy to wait for that game to unfold, which played right into Western's hand. I don't think that'll happen this time. No, I think Rado I mean, we, will be all guns blazing. We saw it last week already. Yeah. He had Nabu, Tilio, Leckie, all on the same field um, together. So he will go for it. Score predictions, I'm going 3-2 City. I'll go 3-1 City. I'm going to go for City to win it. I'm not going to give a score, but I'm going to go for City to win it after extra time. I okay. think it's Ooh. going to be tight. Maybe even okay. penalties. Um, because I think the, the the unknown factor in all of this is the fact that the Mariners are going to have by far the majority of the fans inside the stadium. It's going to be like a home game for them. Yep. Mm. If it was at Amy Park, I, I think Melbourne City would win it in 90 minutes. But I think that might just tip the balance a little bit back in the Mariners' favour. Mm -hmm. I still think City will win it. Would not be surprised at all if the Mariners did. Mm. Uh, question two, Mulchi. Nick Montgomery should be coach of the season or no, the rules are there for a reason. Unquestionably. I think he should be coach of the season. Yeah. Uh, you know, one sending off, there are managers in our league that commit far more severe crimes than being sent off once in a year. Um, and Monty, I think this is could be the culmination. He's done such great work. He turned around their academy before he's turned around the he first did. team. They made um, a couple of grand finals there, one during the COVID season, which one of the best games of football I've ever watched at a second division level in the NPL before getting them promoted. Um, I think Luke Wilkshire completed that job. But, yeah, uh, can't speak highly enough of Monty. He's a fantastic young coach. I think he's going a long, long way. Absolutely agree. But, I uh, mean, is that something that's 
worldwide. You know, if a player is suspended that he can't win, you know, that league's player of the year. I feel like it's, it's I, actually I couldn't tell you to be honest. specific to us. I, I, I could not tell yeah. you that. Well, that has to change. It definitely no. has to change. It has no reflection on whether a guy has been the best player or the best coach yeah. at all. So... Yeah. I think it's it's the same with the player of the season as well, isn't yeah, it? And the yeah, young right. player of the season. If you get sent off, you can't win it, um, which seems a bit silly to me. Yeah, but uh, anyway, I uh, saw that Nick Montgomery got big raps from Neil Warnock <laughs> this this week. People. His old his old manager. Good interview with Tom Smith. He's on Keep Up if you uh, if you get the chance to read it. Uh, question three, Broski. The Joe Master Medal is very much a grand final theme. I'll start of a five this week. The Joe Master Medal will be one of the big names: Cummings, Leckie, McLaren, or Caltac. Or history shows it's someone from midfield that emerges from the pack. Well, I think it will be a big name, but not one of those. For me, I'm going Tilio. Tilio. Yeah. Okay. I've actually gone for Aidan O'Neill. And the reason I've gone for him is that if you look back through the history of the grand finals, a lot of the Joe Master medal winners have been from that area of the park. I remember Mark Milligan, we talked about this before on the show, against Milos Dimitrovic in 2015. Sorry to bring that up, you two Sydney boys. Um, And Jacopo LaRocca won it one year. Jacob Burns won it in 2012, even though he didn't get the medal afterwards. Sorry about that, Jacob. Um, And I just think that that might be the area of the pitch that is definitive at the weekend, mm-hmm. but we'll see. Uh, question four, Mulchie, the uh, Johnny Warren medal. It's Craig Goodwin for me, or it's McLaren, Cummings, or anyone of another two or three? Oh, it's a great question, Simon. Uh, I have it as Goodwin, only because I think he has been the individual that took his team the furthest, if you know what yep. I mean, in terms of without him, they are a complete, completely different football team. I don't think they're a top four team in the league. I think they're battling a lot harder to be making the top six. Jamie McLaren's a wonderful finisher. Same with Jason Cummings, but I think they've got a little bit more behind them mm-hmm. that's sort of driven them into that grand final this season. But yeah. I, I'll take arguments for any of those three. They, they've all been outstanding this year. Okay. Uh, question five, Broski. This is the big one. The season overall, generally we're on the right track or the off-field stuff has set us back? Um, look, I don't know if it's set us back, but it's definitely the off-field stuff that is what is keeping us from, you know, being what we know we can be as a code. Um, you know, the marketing, um, getting our brand, our, you know, the, the football, the quality that we've seen in people's faces more often, that's the that's the difficulty that we've seen. The connection with the, you know, one and a half million people that participate in football in some way in our country, that needs to be better. So, look, the grand final decision as well, while... There's definitely an argument as to why the game needed it. Uh, the way it was handled was poor. The fallout mm. from that with the walkouts, boycotts, you know, the situation we saw in the Melbourne Derby, that's definitely hurt us. Um, but look, I guess, you know, as a fan, the silver lining from that is that they now will have a voice. There'll be a fan council set up to, to give have them in on discussions, yep. which is what they wanted, you know, um, make them a part of, of what will be the decisions that are made for the future of our game. Um and will improve, you know, the lack of communication that there's there's definitely been um, over the years. So, look, I think that's definitely a step in the right direction. Um, and, look, the football has been great. The mm. What we've seen um, from not only these two sides meeting in the grand final, which for me seems as though it's going to be one of the greatest yeah. we've seen, but the football all around has been fantastic. The, the young kids coming through has been great. So we just need to harness all of that, uh, market it better, connect again with all those people. Um, which is what was promised, right? So we need to see that. 
Can't argue with a single word of that, I don't think. <clears throat> if you've got any views on that, send us a text, 0457 736 736. Uh, Nathan has done uh, just that. It's a fairly lengthy text in, in two parts, but there's some good points in there. Uh, Nathan says, I believe the Euro snobs are one of the main things holding football back in this country. I've got lots of friends that wake up overnight to watch the Premier League, but won't watch a game of the A-League. Yeah, I think we've all got similar stories like that, Nathan. Uh, do you think there's anything that can be done to try and get them to follow the A-League? Uh, also, says Nathan, I think this year has been one of the best years for goals in the competition. The top 10, even 20, will be great to watch and promote the league. And there's been nothing on social media that I've seen. Um I think that's a little bit unfair. The last point, Nathan. To be fair, um, if if you go on keep up, obviously you've got to, you know, you've got to know where the football is going to be. And essentially, these days, that is online. It's on keep up specifically. It's on ten, of course, as well. Paramount Plus. In terms of uh, the vision, um, we can't expect the mainstream media to do the heavy lifting for us because they are not invested in it. Um, you know, we, we all know the way that the media ownership laws are structured in this country and, and who has the dominant position in that. And that company is no longer invested in football. So they are not going to give us um, that publicity on a regular basis. They might do for the big games here and there, but it's not going to be on a daily basis. So if you are a football fan, then, you know, you've got to know the places uh, to find it. But the point is is certainly valid mm. about the Euro snobs, Broski, and is there anything that can be done to try and get them to follow the A-League? I really don't know. I think over the over the years they've been trying to convert them, but in all honesty, they're the ones, um, in terms of holding the game back, they're the ones that keep complaining and keep whinging and commenting on, on the poor quality of the A-League. So in all honesty, if, if that's the Which way they think, it is nonsense. Yeah. Good riddance. Our game's better off without them. Well, t- to be honest, I'd, I'll take a slightly contrary point. And I, I just want to say, I think a lot of it is about identity. Yeah. You know, And I've made this point quite a few times over the years. When Man City dropped down to the third division, nobody's telling me that the quality of football that we were playing was enticing me to go every week because we were garbage. Um, and we were midway down the third tier in English football. I still went every week, and it was because I had that identity and that sense of belonging to my club. That's what's missing. It's nothing to do with the quality. That's a cheap excuse. You, you can watch a game in the Premier League or any league in the world, and if you're not emotionally invested, you go, yeah, this is all a bit meh, isn't it? But because how, you're not how, invested in it but as how a fan. Do you, how do you give that to someone here? I mean, if you're well, it's from, about connecting with your local community, isn't it? If you're from Adelaide or Central yeah. Coast or Sydney, and, you, and when the A-League started, you, you had a team and all, all these one clubs, uh, one city clubs, one yeah. club cities, whichever way you say. I mean, that's what they tried to do from the beginning. You yeah. know, we are, we are for you, we're for mm-hmm. the whole of whatever city you're from. There were a lot of people that just never jumped on. Well, well, and and for, for no other reason than, than to hate. You know, and well, to that's not tr- want to be a part well, look, of it. that's certainly true. And, and I understand if you if you had a club in the NSL, uh, for example, then, you know, it's not easy to jump from one club to another. No. I, I, I have no problem with that. My issue is, is more with the generic football fan that d- d- does not have a team in either the old NSL or mm. in the A-League, but will get up in the middle of the night, as Nathan says, to watch the Premier League or La Liga or the Bundesliga or whatever. And I think what's lacking there is a sense of identity. And I'll tell you one thing that doesn't help, in my opinion, and I've said this many times down the years as well. When you play your home games at three, four, five, six different venues, how do you build a connection to a stadium? When I say to you, if you tell me you're going on holiday to England, you say, I'm going to go watch the Premier League. And I say, oh, where are you going? You say, I'm going to Anfield. 
or I'm going to Old Trafford, yep. or I'm going to the Emirates, or I'm going to White Hart Lane. Those names trip off the tongue because they are homes and cathedrals of football that identify very, very strongly with that club. And that whole environment around that stadium is specifically designed around that club. Now, that's it's only part of the equation. I'm not saying yeah. it's the whole answer, but I think that's certainly part of it. Mm. And when I go to watch A-League games, which I do obviously a lot, aside of Adelaide United, maybe one other, you could say the same about Perth to a certain degree, but most of the stadiums are, are you know, shrines to other codes of football mm. or other sports. Uh, you know, there are statues of rugby league players or Aussie rules players outside them, or they are home to four, five different teams from different coasts. There's no real sense of that you're going to your your church to worship, as we football fans like to say, of a weekend. But see, I didn't have that. No. Growing you up, you know, I did I, you follow a club? I did, Marconi. Marconi. That was my local club. Did I you go and watch them? I every did week? go to watch yeah. them. Yeah. yeah, I mean, probably not every week. As a kid, you go wherever yeah. your parents take you and when you can. But it was definitely my team, and I yeah. and I supported them. I, it wasn't about going to a certain stadium. It mm. was because that was my local team. They were two minutes from me, and that was my team. That's that's who I grew up wanting to play mm. for. So. I do get what you're saying, but I mean, for me, the identity was there. Marconi is the club that mm. I belong to because it's it's from they're from my my city. They're the closest and, team and to do me. Do you still feel that? Well, no, because the A League's come in. And okay, so it's because they're no they're no longer part of the A League, which leads to a second conversation about promotion relegation, mm. which we're going to have later <laughs> on with Vince Regari. It's I mean, this is a show on its own, isn't it? Let's yep. be honest. Uh, you got any views on that? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. We've had such great um, integration and. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Interaction. Interaction. Thank you, Alex Moltinoff. <laughs> it's been a long season. Uh, and we'd like to keep it going for one more night. Uh, we're going to have to a quick break. On the other side of it, we'll uh, look ahead to that big grand final on Saturday between City and the Mariners.